What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to another fabulous installment of the Matt and Dennis podcast. I, of course, one of your hosts, Dennis Fincy. Joined alongside by my hoot hooting friend, and I say hoot hooting because of who you're playing tonight, Matt Scarano. How are you, my friend? Dennis, doing well. Um, happy Friday to you and all those who celebrate. I do not because I typically work on Saturdays, so I can't can't turn up as much as I would like to. Um, what I was telling you in our pre-show uh, meeting was uh, I'm doing the show from my apartment, which I nine times out of ten do, but the cool backdrop. And I always forget this, too, and I meant to go to a game this year, but I didn't. But like a five-minute walk down the street here, I can actually see the stadium lights from my bedroom window. Um, there's a local high school. They're not great. They're not terrible either. They're like five and five. But they play some really good Florida high school teams. So their field is right over there. And I like I sat down. I started hearing drums and a horn section. I looked up maxpreps.com, that high school sports website. It's actually a pretty cool site. And I looked it up, and they're playing uh, Lake Mary, which is another like Orlando suburb and i could hear the band playing so every now and then i could hear the announcer uh announcing a play so i'm kind of like keeping an eye on the score over here and i said i'd go because i'm like it's cool you walk down spend what five or ten bucks you get a hot dog i i didn't do it i never got around to it but i it, it's pretty cool like here in the the high school you band. never got around to going or never got around to getting a hot dog no i've had plenty of hot dogs i just never got around to going to the game there okay i've had plenty of hot dogs you and me both, brother. Yay, yay. Hey, you made it weird. Just <laughs> doing that little yay. What's uh, the, the quote in uh, an airplane where it's like, it's like nervous. Like, yeah, first time. No, I've been nervous lots of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of being nervous, want to get right into this? Big Blue on the road this weekend. What are you doing? Fla- swatting a gnat or something? Yeah, there's a fly. That was that was that was aggressive. I'm not gonna lie. Sorry, everyone. You derailed the entire podcast. Now, now I don't even want to talk about the Giants. Well, what do you want to talk about? All right. Well, that was Matt and Dennis. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm, indeed, indeed. Uh, no, we might as well little preview. Uh, 17 point spread, Matteo. Uh, the Italian stallion, and I'm actually gonna get this out of the way early in the podcast. Deepest apologies. To the Italian Stallion. When I was giving the updated records for the picks on uh, the first episode of this week, said that he had not cracked into the 20 win territory. He has. I miscounted last week, uh, not looking at his lock. His lock did hit. And even though on the podcast I mentioned that his lock hit, I still didn't add it in. So he has 20 wins, not 19. So shout out the entirety of the peanut gallery and you and I both have reached the uh, 20 win mark on the season. Still not impressive, but considering we're about to uh, head into week 10, but nonetheless, apologies. After, um, our analytics team dropped the ball. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, they have been reprimanded and they won't happen again. But speaking of him, when I was setting out the picks, he was the only one to text me that that 17 point spread can't be real. To which I replied, do you think I'm just making these numbers up when I send them to you guys? <laughs> uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Because that has to be the highest spread of the season, I think, for any team. Like, we've done picks every week, and I can't imagine. Like, I know when Dallas played Arizona, I think it was high, but I think it was like maybe 14 or 15. 
Uh, so I'm trying to think if this is probably the biggest number we've seen in, in the NFL season, which uh, is unfortunate, but checks out when you're talking about the Giants. Oh, it completely checks out. Uh, Dennis, I apologize. I don't have that number, uh, that stat in the back of my pocket. It was, I believe, as we were leading up to the earlier or the episode earlier this week, I believe it was minus 16. So that may have been before they named DeVito starting quarterback. I mean, they knew Jones wasn't going to play, obviously. So I don't know if they were like, maybe if Barkley is in, it'll be minus 16. But since DeVito is in, it'll be minus 17. Something. So, I mean, and I know you've looked at different apps. I typically use ESPN. Um, and I mean, when looking looking at the number, when looking at what the um, the spread is going to be. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, for transparency, I've used DraftKings for the entire season. Yeah. So now it says minus 17. So there was a point earlier at the beginning of this week where it did say 16. And I mean, you asked me the question, what, like, what do I think about that? And it's, not losing sleep over it. That's just par for the course. Um, if, if you're a betting man, again, which we both are, I would have no reason for either of us to not be confident in Dallas covering that probably easily, probably by halftime. Um, again, our, our, I talked about it at the beginning of the week, our one bright spot. And don't get me wrong, this team on the defensive side of the ball, Deserves to have a lapse in judgment here and there. They deserve to have a bad game because the Giants would not have been in any of these games. Not many of them they've been in, but the ones that they have been in have not been because of the offense. They've been because of the defense. Um, so they do deserve a bad game. I'm not going to be too hard on them in the Raiders game. Um, but, you know, at that point now, if you're the Giants defense, um, Xavier McKinney talked to the media. Wink Martindale talked to the media about him. Xavier McKinney, I'm thinking of, that the leaders uh, on that side of the ball or in the locker room are being heard. Wink Martindale was like, yeah, that hurt. That's the first time I had heard about it. He didn't say anything. I didn't read anything emotionally coming from him on the sidelines when the, the going was getting tough against Vegas. So he had no inkling that that was how Xavier felt before, during, after the game. Um, so now you're starting to see little cracks in the locker room, which, you know, if you're not only losing, but losing as bad as they are, that's going to happen. How long is it until it kind of slips out in the media or slips out on a, on a camera shot of the sideline between action. Um, And now I think we're slowly, but surely starting to see that. And we're starting to see that for the first time with giants players and a lot of these coaches, Wink Martindale in particular, and the situation. Um, Yeah. You, you look at this now, you know DeVito is not going to bring it against Dallas. Maybe he has a good game in Tommy DeVito standards, but it's not going to be enough to be competitive against the Dallas Cowboys. So when the defense is consistently on the field, when Tommy DeVito and this Giants offense are going three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, and you're handing the ball to Barkley for a yard or two, you're handing the ball to Barkley for a yard or two, screen pass gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage, and the defense is right back on the field. How much longer is the defense going to want to play this game? <laughs> Until it gets until it gets even worse. This is a terrible game to be coming off of that Raiders game. And keep in mind, Dennis, the Giants have yet in this season to have a bye week. Yeah, so we- that's remarkable on its own. But yeah, <laughs> the, the spread not shocking. 
I'd be confident as a fan of the Giants or Dallas to vote or not vote for, but pick Dallas covering that if I was tempted to bet on this, which I will not. Um, yeah, defense, I think defense will hang in there in the beginning to their credit, and then it'll fall apart because the offense isn't going to do jack against Dallas. So it's going to be ugly, and this is one of those ones. Uh, again, Dennis will be proud of me. Thankfully, I do not plan on being very invested in this, not because I'm sitting at home and I'm just choosing not to turn it on, but I do have some plans uh, with some other sporting events and concerts that should take me away from a majority of this game, thankfully. Um, but yeah. yeah. it's. I mean, it's unfortunate. We, you're talking the stuff coming out with McKinney and Martindale, and it, I don't know. It, it makes sense. It's kind of shocking that it took this long to happen, took this long to hear from it. Just, it, you know, it's wild. We don't hear that. Well, we need to do this. We need to, you know, some players led meeting or so nothing has come. No, no positive has come from any loss that the giants have taken this year. And that's frustrating to see, especially when you kind of think about the potential leaders that are on this football team. And Xavier McKinney is one of them, but I don't know. I think it's kind of what, you kind of make this point where the defense is like, what else do you need us to do? We literally can't go out there and score points for you, enough of them at least, to win. I mean, this is something, you know, me being invested in college football as I am, the over-under in the Rutgers-Iowa game this week broke a record. It's a 28 and a half. It's the lowest over-under all time. And that's strictly because both, I mean, Iowa's defense is elite. It's one of the best in the country. But Rutgers has a top 20 defense. But Iowa can't score. They cannot score points. Their offense is putrid. So it's like they actually win games in despite of their offense because their special teams is so good. Their defense causes enough turnovers. It's college football. It ha- you know Turnovers happen more, interceptions, you know, undisciplined football. The Giants, it's just you can't ask the defense to do much more than they're already giving you. The wins the Giants have this year are only because the defense kept them in it. We Even the Washington game, it was like, oh, my God, this is what the Giants team was supposed to look like. And then for some reason, it, it goes completely south in the second half. And we don't see we don't see another point offensively. I think of more specifically going back and, and when we're having this conversation, what I the game I think about the most was the Jets game. And and these guys are going on the field time after time after time. And Giants fans, at least Dennis, you could agree or disagree. My thought process, especially when Daniel Jones goes down and Tommy DeVito is in there, is that the Giants are just going to run the ball with Saquon, which the Jets know they're going to do every single play, and just keep doing that and hope the Jets don't score. And how how what are you thinking mentally? as a member of this Giants defensive squad, when you know they're just going to go giant, your offense is going to get three now, three now, and just, just hope you just keep doing the same thing. And they did. Defense did keep doing the same thing. Like, that's extremely admirable in a season that has had little to no positives. And they have a bad game against a team that's struggling. Again, pisses me off. It's annoying. Giants should have been more competitive, but I can only be – now that we're days out of that game and the dust is kind of settled, I can only be so mad at the defense in that game. And honestly, Dennis, I can only be so mad. Assuming Tommy DeVito does not go off for 300 to 400 yards passing 
and the Giants put up 30 points and the defense blows it because of a stupid penalty to Dallas the last second, which Dennis, if, if that happens, I will get the score tattooed on my ass cheeks. Ooh. I, I will. You heard him, folks. Tommy DeVito over 300 yards passing. Giants put up 30 points. And they have to lose. I don't think they can win. They have no, to they lose. have to win. Oh, okay. They have to win. Okay. If the Giants are in that position, no, no, two things. The Giants are in that position and win the game. Or if the Giants are in that position and lose, and it was because of the defense screwed something up the last second, I will get the final score of the game tattooed on my ass. Okay. Um, but just, yeah, it's like, I, I can't, I just can't be, I can't be too mad at them. The only way I could be mad at the defense is if the offense, just the second half of the year, just plays out of their mind with Tommy DeVito and the defense just loses us games, which we all know is not going to happen. So no. I can only be so mad at the defense. What I will say is it's interesting that the first public comments in a negative light about what a coach on the team did or did not do is towards Wink Martindale. I didn't see that coming, but also in Wink Martindale's defense, maybe we shouldn't have made a team leader, a guy that ended his season because he was riding a quad in the off season. Maybe not the, the greatest example from a team leader. You never know. I mean, accidents happen and it, you know, this is what it is. We don't know if he's a, why would you be doing that? Though? Why I would you be it, risking but... doing doing that? He wants to have some fun. You ever go been on a quad? Go golf. Go, go watch a movie. Go read a book. Go watch a movie or read a book. Go play the slots at the casino. Why are you riding a quad? Because it's fun. In the season, right in the from office. Alabama. He's down there in the south. Rent, rent. I don't think Alabama is the quad riding capital of America. No, but <laughs> I don't know. They got muddy trails. You could. Go Bahan through down there in the swamps. I was about to say, have you been there? And I was like, yeah, you actually have. A couple I actually times. have been there. So <laughs> I've been to Mobile. I don't remember the name of it. Was like a, like a Grateful Dead jam band themed bar and like right in downtown. Right, they have like a park in downtown. There were a I, mean, I know of a park. It's weird. You brought this up before, but I've never yeah. seen it. Or we've kind of when we've gone, we've gone to the same couple of places. Uh, yeah. it, true, it's unfortunate. Too. It's not a very big city, so like the Senior Bowl is the event there, and there are only like a dozen or so restaurants, bars that embrace it and stay open past say midnight. So it was very quiet. Very but also, selective. I was I was driving through like like a Monday like lunchtime. So wasn't this this was your trip when you went to the LSU game and you went to went to Temple, Temple Memphis, Memphis, and then Memphis. once that game ended, I drove uh, straight to Baton Rouge and went to LSU, South Carolina. Well, the last quarter of LSU, South Carolina. Good one down there in Baton Rouge this weekend. Florida and LSU. Bit of rivalry. Yes, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I The only little hope and what I'm interested to watch when I you know throw this game on, it will depend on what other games are on in the 4 o'clock window. There are some great matchups this weekend uh none of them are on prime time we can get into that if you want because it's ridiculous the prime time slate a couple of one win two win teams and we've got great matchups just at one o'clock in the afternoon uh but i'm interested to see what devito looks like with a full week of practice with the ones like i again i'm not putting up where like oh maybe the giants offense will look a little bit better given that he'll be the starter he's been practicing with the ones all week as opposed to 
in a backup role, having to come in for Tyrod Taylor, in a backup role, having to come in for Daniel Jones. So I'm kind of interested to see that aspect of it, but I have to imagine that Dallas does everything in their power to force DeVito to be the one that beats them. I got a bad feeling that Saquon Barkley is going to get gobbled up and is not going to be able to do anything. And if you're Dallas, that's, again, seems pretty easy just to assume that. That's why I think the storyline in this is not the Giants having to cover a 17-point spread, not the Giants having to show any sort of life as they limp into these the final month and a half-ish of the season that we have. Or I guess it might be almost two full months given that we play after New Year's. Uh, it's Dallas coming off of that loss to Philly in a game that they probably should have won that they can't sleepwalk through this. Could you imagine what the headlines will be with Dallas coming back home after this loss and they overlook this one against a woeful two-win giant team? We got this, no problem, and it's 10-7 at halftime. And then all of a sudden you get midway through the third quarter and the Giants are still in this thing. It maybe Dallas inevitably runs away with it, but what were to happen if the Giants defense does once again show up? Dak Prescott, not exactly the most careful guy with the football. So now again, all we have to do is go back to week one and watch us get excited for what we could do against this Dallas team. And well, we all know how that turned out, but I don't know. That to me is the bigger storyline. What Dallas looks like. Do they come out and absolutely hit the Giants in the mouth, and this thing's over after the first quarter. And the the announcers start having to make up stories and find stats that they could talk about because this one, no one's paying attention to this one. Dennis, I mean, I love your optimism considering you put the Giants on the Dunzo list. I can still be optimistic. I just, I'm not going to, you know. More optimism than I have. God, where are these things coming from? These flies are just freaking everywhere. Excuse, sorry, listeners. Because you're so sweet. Yeah, it must be it. They um, want a little nibble. Yeah, no, but it, I, I mean, your optimism, I, I appreciate that a lot. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. And um, because, I mean, the thing is, that they know exactly what's coming. They know DeVito has a gun. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, you can, like, sling it downfield. Just there's no accuracy to it. And they know it's Saquon Barkley that's going to be running the ball. Is there a chance that, you know, you get a little creative with Saquon and Matt Breida, potentially? Just to throw some creativity in there? Like, maybe. Speaking of creativity, Dennis, I don't know if you saw Giants practice today before they head out to Dallas. They did, uh, I don't know what this accomplishes, but they had the players swapping jerseys and practicing wearing other people's, wearing other players' jerseys. So I think it was Dexter Lawrence was wearing Kayvon Thibodeau's jersey. And they're like, oh. I don't, I don't get it. Why? I, I don't know. Apparently this is some type of, at least what I read on Twitter, excuse me, X. Maybe Brian Dable's trying to bring some lightheartedness into the locker room. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, now I'm getting sidetracked. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't I don't see any way that the Giants even cover that the Giants maybe at the end of the first quarter this is this is close and enjoyable. I, I just don't see it by halftime. Giants already move up after last night's uh, draft pick bowl. 
Giants are now uh, in the third. Uh, they'll have the third pick in the draft. The season ended today. But yeah, no, Giants Giants will get, I mean, spoiler alert on the picks, Giants will get slaughtered in this game. Um, it's going to be bad. I mean, there might be, and I hope there is, some kind of moment where it gives Giants hope. Maybe the Giants, like, go go downfield in their first possession and then snag a field goal and have an early lead on Dallas. Oh, you mean a, a typical Giants drive where they're looking good and then it stalls out and we get a field goal? And like, no. I. Yeah, but then Dallas takes like or, – or like the Giants get like a couple third and outs, three and outs um, on Dallas, and the Giants can go downfield, look decent, get a field goal, and then there's like, whoa, oh, my God. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then we start like, you know, fumbling in the red zone. And Dallas – doesn't look like they're doing anything on offense. Boom, 80-yard pass, and then they're in business. You know, the typical stuff we've seen all year. The Giants have a lead getting to the end of the first quarter, like holding on 7 nothing for dear life, and then boom, it's 50-7 to after you you blink. and Look, it's, it, it's unfortunate because – and we can say this, and I can – again, me being optimistic and saying, you know, maybe we come in. Dallas is kind of limping through this. They're – you know, they don't care. They're sleepwalking. They, the Giants defense comes to play, force a turnover, whatever, you know, win the field position battle and you're able to get a couple of extra field goals or a touchdown and you might have the lead for a few minutes or a quarter. That's all easy to say, but the reason this spread is so high is because in what universe do you believe any of that would actually happen? I mean, the Giants didn't have any points at halftime against the Vegas Raiders. A team that probably had 10,000 of its own fans in the stadium, an interim head coach, and a rookie quarterback. Now, again, I mentioned these rookie quarterback has nothing to do with the offense, but it was rookie quarterback versus rookie quarterback. Now, were things thrown out of whack with Daniel Jones? Possibly, probably, maybe not. Have, he shouldn't have played, and then he comes out of the game anyway, and then he comes back in, and he gets hurt real bad. It ends his season. So now we have to bring in, but DeVito's played before. This is so I. I don't know. It's it's unbelievable. The the spread is this way because what faith do you have in the Giants that they can muster more than ten points, and that's on a good day. In this offense that we know is potent, weapons all over the field, that the Giants can withstand an offense like this for sixty minutes, and not give up more than seventeen. So it the defense, I mean, if we're basing that's being generous too, 17 against this Dallas team. That like I was I was about to say, if we're basing our predictions right now on what we've seen so far, the Giants defense can't give up more than seven. Maybe ten. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if Dallas gets ten points in the first quarter, the game is over. <laughs> the game is over. Um, unless unless Dennis. The Giants at the end of the first at halftime keep it in striking distance, and the Giants coaching staff and their players on this roster collectively say we suck. The season's over. We know we're getting what I've said a max two wins. We're tanking on accident, which I don't know if you'd still call that tanking. Just sucking, I guess. <laughs> Second half, go balls to the wall. The Saquon Barkley. He's a team player. He's a pro. He doesn't want to lose. Go do something freaking crazy. Just don't hurt yourself. Matt Breida, go do something freaking crazy. Tommy DeVito, just air, keep airing it downfield. Throw Sterling Shepard back in there. 
Jalen Hurts. Just throw the damn ball down the field. We lose to Dallas. What we all we all assume we're going to lose to Dallas, and the season's already over. So what does it matter? Well, and that's it. We saw, we saw the one play, the deep uh, pass to Jalen Hyatt last week against Vegas. He, he's he ends up out of bounds. Throw kind of leads him that way. It's good enough defense to start pushing to the sideline. But where is that every four plays? To your point, there is literally nothing to lose at this point. We are flirting with a number one, number two pick, depend, like depending on where Chicago ends up. Their win last night doesn't exactly help them, but they have both their pick and the Panthers pick. So really, it doesn't matter. But what, where's run a fumble Ruski play? Rutgers did it last week against Ohio State, got him down inside the five-yard line. Do, do the annexation of Puerto Rico. Anything you want. Just I don't understand. Let's just go out there and play the same mundane offense. And well, it hasn't worked through nine or ten weeks, but it might work here. We might be able to break one. Like no, just throw everything out the window. Play some schoolyard ball. Let's just have some fun. The only the only thing, and I'll and I'll backtrack and kind of say for a second I didn't mean what I just said like sixty seconds ago when I said throw Saquon Barley the little ball because I don't want Saquon getting injured. I, I know what you I, know I what you don't mean. want you putting Saquon in a in a crabby situation. I don't necessarily want Tommy DeVito going in a situation where we got to bring Matt Barkley. I mean, I preferably would have went with Matt Barkley because, again, season's over. That guy has really had more proven talent as an NFL quarterback than Tommy DeVito has. Obviously not recent. Or but... much of it, he did not have a good NFL career. So I would have preferred to just at this point of the year when like, it's one thing if the season's on the line, but the season's not on the line anymore. So I would have put Matt Barkley in. Um, I think I've seen enough in a game and a half, two games with Tommy DeVito that I don't need to see anymore, but I, I don't want them. I do want them to go balls to the wall, but I don't want them putting Saquon in a situation where he's going to get hurt again. And one, his career is ruined. Or two, if his career in the future is not with the Giants, that the Giants can't get capital for him. I don't want either of those things to happen. Um, yeah, there's no, literally nothing to lose. So, uh, like, just heave the ball downfield. Let's get creative with some plays that maybe you thought were a little bit too risky. And, and just go for it. Because at some point, assuming Dallas has a lead that I think at some point in this game they're going to have, Dallas will take their feet off the gas at some point. Not because they're trying to avoid a mercy kill of the Giants. I just think it'll be so, like, the Giants will just be beating themselves by this point that it won't matter for Dallas. So if I'm Brian Dable, if I'm Mike Kafka, I'm just pulling some tricks out of the hat, trying things that you haven't necessarily tried, giving more uh, targets to some guys that you haven't given targets to. Look for Sterling Shepard in the middle of the field. Look to Darius Slayton and Jalen Hyatt and let DeVito sling it, and hopefully they've figured out ways to use his lack of accuracy a little bit better than we've seen the last couple weeks. So, And and some of those things happen, Dennis. The Giants are still not going to win. But this could be somewhat more entertaining, which at the very least – the diehard Giants fans, like myself, probably not like you because you turn it on when you please or when 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 you feel like it. I sit through most of these. 
It'll give the diehard Giants fan, if nothing else, something for a brief moment in time to cheer about. Yeah, I mean, look, I just want to watch entertaining football. So, and was I right to not tune into that Giants game last week and just have Red Zone on while the other two games in the four o'clock window were going? Absolutely. Yeah. In retrospect, you're right, but I'm like yeah. I said, like I said, and I'll. I, sure I think I'll be right this week too. We're playing a better team. No, like I said, I I will turn on that that game. I will watch it. That's I'm, I'm planning my day around as long as football Sunday's going. On. Not gonna say that when the, the final whistle blows that I won't regret it, but I will watch it. I I think you know that you'll regret it. Would you like to uh, spin this right into picks? Do it. NFL picks with Matt. I mean, you've already you've already said it. We could just start and get this out of the way. We're both going Dallas here. I mean, I'm, I guess I haven't said it. I'm going Dallas. I've already put them on the Dunzo list. That usually means I pick against them for the remainder of the season. That's at least how it's going with the Jets. But uh, I just can't. 17 points is so many. It's it's too many. And there's been zero confidence given to me that says the Giants can cover 17 points. They've lost by more than 17 points regular this season. So I and I don't know if you have anything else to say. The majority of the peanut gallery uh, has gotten back to me. One, by the way, the great Greg Castelli. Such a nice man. Good fellow. Lives, lives in New York. He's locking the Dallas Cowgirls. He is a fan of the Cowgirls. But, I mean, kick a man when he's down. 17 points that we have to pick on this spread, and you have the nerve to lock them. I'm not okay with that. Just saying. Just putting that out there. But uh, everybody else, aside from uh, number one fan of the pod, Nick Burns and uh, Mike Osa, they're on the Giants. Everybody else, well, I don't know what Kyle's doing. He refuses to send me his picks. Even though I sent him his picks, he texted me back. He told me he was going to be in Vegas for the Jets game. He's actually going to the game. Something for work. That sounds like fun. Just interacting. Still didn't send me his picks. So Giants Insider, Cutie Pie. I don't know what you're doing. Time's running out to get your picks in. But Mateo, do you have any final thoughts on the Giants? Before we move on? I mean, the more I think about it, this is a good one for you because the Giants have had, not obviously not a spread this big, but they've had some pretty decent ones. And as much as you've talked smack on the Giants all year and put them on your Dunzo list, you still find a way that you, you put your money on the Giants, at least in the, against the peanut gallery here. This is one that you're not, and I am in agreement, obviously. Uh, there's no way. I mean, it's so sad. There's two things that are so sad. One, that the spread is minus 17, but two, that this is so easy to pick the Cowboys on this one. Well, it's, it's, and, and look, last, last week... It, What's well, more I, sad, Dennis? What's more sad? That that's the spread or that it's that easy and I'm not even sweating at all picking it? <laughs> it's probably that you're not even sweating it. It's just like, oh, who are the Giants playing? What's this? You know what? I don't even care about the spread. Just give me the other team that they're playing. That's basically what, what it's come down to. Let's move on to game number two. Talk about Vegas a lot so far on this pod. Talking about it again. The New York Jets minus one at Vegas. Matt, I'll start. I'm rolling. With the Raiders. <laughs> Why? Antonio Pierce. Fellow giant. Maybe one day be enshrined as a giant. Probably not. Maybe. Who knows? Hell of a coaching job. For all the bad things we said about the Giants last week, you have to commend what he was able to do 
with those guys. I mean, that was their goddamn Super Bowl. They're all smoking up stogies in the locker room after the game. I don't know what's going on. Only in Vegas could they get away with that and people be like, well, it's Vegas. Just let them do whatever they want. So hats off. And I'm taking them again. Again, Jets are on my Dunzo list. This is basically a pick and game at minus one. But they're riding high. They're feeling good. And after the Jets' performance last week on Monday Night Football, whew, their offense looks just as good as the Giants. So, that a solid Arizona Duke game on, by the way. Pretty- That's what I have on. Because I can't watch my Devils because they're playing the Capitals. And I live down ah. here in the nation's capital. So. Dennis, I'm in agreement with you. Give me the Raiders as well. Um, And everything comes back to the New York football Giants. The Jets struggled mightily and should have lost to the New York football Giants. They got some pieces back that were healthy. The Raiders turned it on. Their offensive weapons looked good against, again, a defense. Joke all you want about the Giants, but the Giants' defense has been good. Has been pretty solid. And the Raiders just walked right through them. Passed right through him with a rookie quarterback. You get Antonio Pierce. You know, I don't think he did anything where I saw some play calling that, like, blew my mind necessarily. But he was able to, in his first game, rally the troops. They beat a crappy team. But not only did they beat a crappy team, they smoked a crappy team. So now they get a chance to play another crappy team. Two easy wins under your belt. It doesn't matter if it's the best team in the NFL or you get two crappy teams. A team like the Raiders that's been hard on their luck, they know they're playing a crappy team, a team that struggled against a more crappy team in the New York Giants. It may and it probably won't be 30-7 to Raiders again this time, but I'll definitely take the Raiders over this Jets team that is is suffering uh, without Aaron Rodgers. And it seemed like there was a brief moment that Zach Wilson, they had hope. And that time is a brief moment has come and gone very quickly. So, yeah, I don't think it's a 37 walloping as it was with the Giants, but I do take the Raiders. Two members of the peanut gallery so far, completely in line with us. One, the great Greg Costelli. He's doing well this year. So maybe these are the right picks. The other one, however, Italian Stallion Steve Salvo. He is not doing well this year. So will we do well? Who knows? Game number three, the tail we're heading across the pond. Way across the pond to Deutschland. Frankfurters, pretzels, beer. What more could you ask for? Not this football game, that's for one. 9.30 a.m. kickoff here on the East Coast. Indianapolis Colts minus two against the woeful New England Patriots. Uh, this is a big one. The Pats find a way to win some games. You know, it gives the Giants a little breathing room with their uh, draft pick for next year. I'm taking Indy. No way in hell I'm taking New England. Talked about this last week. When they were playing Washington, so many people were on New England, at least in this, in our pick'em. So, six. We're on New England. What do you have your minds? There's no offense. Mac Jones is garbage wrapped in poop. It's not It's not good. Tough times for Bill Belichick and the company. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all over it. And he's got a good football team. Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania, dual-headed back with Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor, and a serviceable defense. Now, probably throw everything out the window when you go across the pond, but who knows? So I'm taking Indy. Dennis, uh, you and I are three for three as far as agreeing. I'm also taking the Colts as well. Patriots, <laughs> I mean, it's it's so interesting uh, watching this and watching really at least the first time since Tom Brady's first Super Bowl win, seeing Bill Belichick just 
on a team that's that's not just missing the playoffs or not winning a that just is bad. Just really, really bad that could very well find themselves in a top four, top five pick. This is uncharted territory. I'm still surprised Bill Belichick is still coaching and didn't try to leave. Also, I really hope this is one of those situations where I really hope this video is real or it's Bill Belichick. I hope you I know we talked about it briefly in the infamous group chat. But I don't think it's him. Because I, I analyzed this very carefully during my lunch break at work, Dennis. Or once he turns his head to the left, if you pause it, that doesn't look like Bill Belichick. Physical body shape, maybe, but face, I don't think that's him. And also, I'm like looking in the neighborhood in the back, I'm like, why would Bill Belichick be in that kind of neighborhood? That guy's loaded. Like, I just don't think he'd be hanging out over there. And the side of the face didn't look like him. But... Go on X and see for yourself. But I mean, uh, if you're going to try to hide it, it's the type of neighborhood you would go to. You don't want to be out in the ritziest of areas where, oh, William, Belichick, how are you? He goes by William in the ritzy areas, by fair, the way. Fair point. Fair point. But also, where is he meeting someone like that that's living in that kind of area? Can I also say, too, how, it's 2023. How on earth are videos still showing up grainy and discuss it like everyone's walking around with a 4k camera in their pocket you know I mean, what i mean that was, a, that was like someone's like doorbell camera so i don't think doorbell cameras are necessarily like high def i think most of them are 1080 i think it's just someone's at your door it's a blurry image or it's a bear like i don't think it's necessarily like bill belichick has been detected at your front door <laughs> um that, yeah again that haven't been said just to reiterate i will also take the colts the patriots are just a the dumpster fire Mac Jones obviously not the answer for them at least I don't I don't think he will be and I think the Patriots will be um, going quarterback once again um, yep give me the Colts as well all right big time matchup in the one o'clock slate uh, this one little unfriendly two teams coming off of the bye one team coming from California and they got to play like at 10 a.m. their local time I don't know how much you buy into that I think maybe sometimes it matters the talking heads bring it up all the time when they're talking about a game where one team is traveling from coast to coast obviously you're going to negatively affect the californians washington's whatever coming to the east coast because they're playing earlier your internal body clock but i don't know these guys travel so often i don't know if it matters the 49 is minus three Debo samuel might be back don't know against the jacksonville jaguars duval trevor lawrence travis well. etn who you got this one is, this pains me to say this, because I, LeBron is a brother. No, sorry, that was my Stephen A. Smith impression. Dennis, give me, give me Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville, as much as I hate him, because he is a terrible fantasy quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is still a good quarterback. He's terrible at fantasy, good at everything else. ETN has been putting up great numbers. Brock Purdy, they still what the, the season where they looked like Super Bowl favorites in the NFC or the AFC. And it's slowed down. They still have a great, great team. Obviously, he has super significant weapons all around him. I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm not even I'm not even betting on Jacksonville necessarily winning. But I like Jacksonville with the points. At home. And to answer your question, I don't necessarily buy into this, but I think it's enough where it can play into it can play some factor 
it shouldn't be an excuse if San Francisco can't win this. But I like this Jags team a lot. Uh, what a six and two record right now. Um, I like them a lot. I think this can be a game for them to finally be like, yeah, we're, we're legit. Yeah, I, uh, I think after the Miami loss, they're the two seed right now in the AFC. Right behind Kansas City. And again, as someone that is the owner of a team that is one and eight, one and eight, one and seven, one and eight, I don't know. One and eight. With Trevor Lawrence, and I've since benched him. Great quarterback, a rare instance where he's a terrible fantasy quarterback. Who are you playing this week? I think it's At my. Oh, um, I'm playing Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That checks out. Uh, also, I mean, with this one mentioned, great, the great, great Castelli's lock. Mr. Mike Osa is locking up Indianapolis. Three locks on San Fran. One, he shall not be named, number one fan, and the Italian Stallion. All locking up the Niners. But I'm with you. I'm all over Jacksonville. I think both teams, I love that both teams are coming off the bye, coming in like fresh daisies for this game. This is a big one. Being in Jacksonville, that place has got to get up, get loud, get rowdy. It's tough. I don't know, you know, fan based it, but this team is real good. And it, you know, the NFL is tough. Like, and listen, if we want to go off off the off track here just for like a hot second. Again, I have been to the stadium. Um, it's, I mean, it's a, again aside from when they got in trouble for having dead rats behind their concession stands. It was a decent game day experience. I didn't think there was a bad a bad seat in the house. You're parking in someone's like backyard, which was fine. It was an easy walk to the stadium. Good game day experience for the most part. Yeah. You could see the canals headed to the ocean. You could see downtown Jacksonville, which is a pretty photogenic skyline for the most part. But they, they just don't bring it with the home crowd because, again, it's one of those things when it's Florida teams. I think their home crowd will get better because now they're getting better. I think if they, if they make the playoffs, if they're lucky enough to host a home game, I think it'll get loud in there. But depending on who they're playing, I mean, if it's Jacksonville – Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville probably gets the upper hand on having a home field advantage. But if it's Jacksonville Niners, if it's if the Dolphins come to town, Jacksonville Giants. When the Giants played Jacksonville last year, Jacksonville was not a bad team by any stretch. The Giants beat a pretty solid team, and it was 75% Giants fans, at least. You, you were hard-pressed to find a Jacksonville fan in the concourse. It's, like, it's one of those... We'll see. Maybe I'll eat my words when Jacksonville like has a few years. But it was just not. If you were a home fan, if you live in Jacksonville and you were a Jaguars fan and you go in there, and even if you're a Jacksonville player, it can't be great to have a 6-2 and two record and go in and the other team's fans are making more noise than you are. I'm not going to say San Francisco fans travel well because I don't think they do. I just think they're people that live on the East Coast that years ago, during Joe Montana's years, became Niners fans. And when people say the Steelers fans travel well, I don't think they do. I think they're people. From oh, Pittsburgh. I think they're Steelers fans in like every NFL crowd. They, I, I think they travel well. I don't think they do. I think well, they're Pittsburgh where are you fans. That from? I think the Steelers are one of the most traveled fan bases in the league. So traveling, when I when I say traveling, I mean you live, you're born in, you live in Pittsburgh, and you got on a plane and traveled out to God knows where to go watch your team. If you are from Pittsburgh and then moved to Florida 25 years ago and you go to the Pittsburgh game in Florida, you didn't travel for the game. If you yeah, travel, that's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I, I agree with what you said. That's Friday night after work. You got on a plane, 
you went, and then Monday or Tuesday, you went back to work. You flew back to wherever you came from. I don't think when I, a- I think the Steelers are a, a top fan base that were to do that. I'd throw them in there, the Cowgirls, the Giants, the Jets. Not saying I'm not saying fans are not traveling. Panthers, like, they always travel well. No, that's because just a lot of people growing up like the Steelers and they lived or moved to Florida. Same thing with San Francisco. Same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys made there are some people in New York that have never been to the state of Texas that are Dallas Cowboys fans that fill up MetLife Stadium. There are Giants fans, like myself, that moved down here and went to the Jacksonville game last year. I didn't fly out of the New York metro area, go to the Giants game, then go back to work. So I think they got to make that distinction of a lot of fans of that team live in the area versus they travel well. I think they travel well. Agree to disagree. Okay. Is there supposed to be a prediction on the end of that? (laughs) I'm taking Jacksonville. (laughs) Oh, next game. This is a good one, too. Baltimore. I don't know about this spread being so high, but I think... Actually, no, wait. This team might be the number two team. Or maybe even no... I think they have two losses, though, because Casey's only got one. Baltimore, after a thrumping of Seattle last week... They did the same thing to Detroit a couple of weeks ago. This team is flat out bullying people. And I think Lamar Jackson is finally like in a groove of being more of a complete quarterback. He's not all the way there, but he's staying in the pocket a lot longer than he used to. He's trying to find receivers down the field. He's not just, look, where's my check down? Everyone's covered. Boom, I'm taking off. He's kind of looking down the field more. His completion percentage is off the charts so far. The running game, they have a bevy of just whatever guys back there tearing up the backfield. Gus Edwards is one of them. The defense is elite. So, I guess this is where this spread comes from because they're six and a half point favorites at home against a still good, still really good defensive Cleveland Browns team. Where would you like to start? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, when you were, while you were talking there um i pulled up um the ravens and uh browns schedules and i mean the numbers that the ravens have been putting up i mean they've already demolished the browns 28 to 3 at one point this year the browns offense has since gotten a little bit better but some of the points i mean the lions 38 to 6 the lions were one of the hottest teams in the nfl they they just it was one of one of what do you call it when something hits an immovable object Whatever that saying is, yeah, 36 over. I mean, they put up 31 on Arizona, which that's not necessarily something to write home about. But again, Seahawks, another team that's been really solid the last few weeks, 37 to 3. You go over to the Browns. I mean, the Browns are putting up good numbers too. And and a lot of the 27, again, the Cardinals. uh, They lose to Seattle, but 39 on the Colts, uh, 27 on the Titans. So, not as impressive of an offense as as the Ravens, but to your point, I think the Ravens are really clicking in all cylinders now. Lamar has that deal. I think he's comfortable. I think he's in Baltimore, ready to ride it out with them. And this Baltimore team the last few weeks has turned into one of the best teams um, in football, and they can make a serious run um, if they keep this up. I'm really looking forward to this one, but I think you're going to see what is it, minus six and a half is the spread. Uh, I want to give the Browns the benefit of the doubt, but I think if if that last game that they played against Cleveland was any indication, the Ravens can at least get seven 
um, on the Browns. So, so give me, give me Baltimore. Yeah, pick, pick. Yeah, I'm with you. Not exactly entertaining on this podcast so far. We've agreed on every game, but this even goes back to was it last? Wasn't it last week? Oh no, it was gonna be. I took the Baltimore Seattle game out of the picks. I think they were almost a touchdown favorite, or it might have been like four and a half over Seattle. And I was all over Baltimore just because them at home, they have been so good. And Lamar Jackson has been so good at home. I I really, like you said, I want to give Cleveland the benefit of the doubt. Full touchdown, that's tough. But this is almost like if Cleveland covers, Baltimore still you know finds a way to win, but they only win by three or four. Fine, hats off to you, Cleveland. You were in it for four quarters. You made a game out of it. Still lost the game, but at the end of the day, if you cover, that's what matters. But this is becoming Baltimore has to prove me wrong. They have to, someone has to contend with them for me to jump off the bandwagon. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm with you with Baltimore. They they might be the best team in all of football. Kansas City hasn't exactly looked super impressive. They might still be the one seed. They take out the Dolphins. Talked about this on the prior episode this week. Dolphins are frauds. Don't believe them. So I, you know, I don't know. It's a tough one, but I'm taking Baltimore. Yeah, Final yeah. game. Your boys. They're riding high. They're trying to get to the playoffs. They're trying to win their division. The Detroit Lions, minus three. Travel over to Sunnyside, California. Face the Chargers. Mateo, I will start, because I probably know where you're going. But I'm taking the Lions. Pick, pick, pick. And not only am I taking the Lions, I'm locking the Detroit Lions. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. This football team, we've talked about, we've given the Lions so much time on this podcast, it's odd that we are a New York, quote-unquote, based podcast, talk mainly New York sports. Well, they are my boys. They are your boys. But I think they've captured America's heart. They might be the new America's team. Cowgirls, move over. Nobody likes you. Interesting. I think when the Detroit Lions, my boys, thing came out, it was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek because they weren't that good. Now my boys are really good, so everyone can suck at you-know-what. Joke's on you. All right, first off, you weren't exactly embracing all of the uh, Detroit sports teams that we labeled your boys. That's the only reason you were labeled your boys, and I'm pretty sure I'm the one that started that. So if anyone's taking credit, it's me. They're my boys. I, I didn't. Hey, you guys said they were my boys, so who am I to say otherwise? So I don't know who you guys are. I started it. Some people just want to jump on my bandwagon. Mainly, he shall not be named. Can't come up with anything creative on his own. He's got to jump on my bandwagon. You know what I mean? Ooh, he's gonna! I can't wait till that that group text. He's getting a little, uh, he's getting a little perturbed with you that you're just keep throwing jabs at him. Podcast doesn't post. His basketball team sucks. He he assumed assumed that I was talking about him when I was asking. About this, I won't name names, but hasn't sent me his picks. First off, the gall to assume that I'm waiting on him, and I'll give him his credit. He's usually the first one to get back to me with his picks. So I'll, I'll give him his due. But as to assume that I'm waiting on just you and to make the assumption that if you read that, I said pick, not picks, which means I'm waiting for you to give me the one game that you want to throw into the six pack. 
for transparency purposes, he picked Jacksonville San Fran. But to have the assumption that I want to pick from you, he shall not be named. You shall not, not be getting named. to make picks. What do you think this is? You shall not be named. Well, get out of the house because soon there's going to be he who shall not be named, or I guess she is it. Are they a, is it a boy or a girl? It's a she. She who shall not be named will be coming soon. So while you still can, before daddy mode kicks in, get out of get out of the house. Go live a little. He should not be named. Has to go live a little. Yeah, he needs to get. He's getting mad at you for all these, all these, all these things. He gets out of the house. He plays pickleball every weekend. <laughs> I don't know what else he does with his life, but I know he does that. We need, we need to get. We need to get. You, you, you have to. Make, you have to make your pick. We've gotten sidetracked. And we've given uh, this way too much airtime. Yeah. Oh boy! Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking my boys, uh, the Detroit Lions, in this one. And Dennis, yeah, really uninteresting, unentertaining pick segment. Thank goodness for the peanut gallery that we have some uh, disagreements because I'm also locking the Detroit Lions. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I really oh, want. Come on. <laughs> I really wanted to lock the Dallas Cowboys, but I can't. I just, I just can't do it. Can't do it. Can't give Greg Costelli. Uh, and the Dallas Cowgirls, that um, that satisfaction. So You know what it is? You're scared that I'm only a game behind you now. So you're going to do everything you can to maintain that one game lead. No, it's more it's more of a mental thing that I cannot. It's the same reason why, even though I broke my rule, um, the same reason why I don't uh, put fantasy players from Philadelphia or Dallas on my team, which I broke my rule um, for one week uh, this year. I just can't do it. I can't. I can't root to be right in the picks against the peanut gallery if it means Dallas looks good or beats the Giants. I just can't. Can't get behind that. I respect it. Stupid, but I respect it. I don't give a shit. Whoa! <laughs> well, Dennis, right. Bert, you dropped like six different f bombs a week ago when that was the most drunk I've ever heard or seen you on the show. That was that. Yeah, it was a drunk pod. That all bets are off. It's a drunk pod. And I came back out and I apologized. I owned up to it. It's like a buzzed pod for me. Oh, a buzz pod for you? Just a couple work. glasses of Pinot? I had to work the next morning. I didn't. I laid in bed and watched football all day. Proud of you. Thank you. It's, it's not an easy life, Matt, but someone's got to do it. Well, completely agree. True patriot. Mm-hmm. That's picks. That's what we got. Don't think I have uh, anything else to really throw into the uh, throw into the fire here. Um, yeah, gonna go out to Temple in a little bit. That's exciting. And uh, Orlando City. We will wait to see who we play this Sunday night on Apple TV. Which I'm very curious when the season comes to a close how Apple TV did because you can't watch it at bars unless the bar decides to pay for Apple TV. So I haven't heard anything to say. It's doing really bad. I kind of, I like it and hate it because I like it because I can watch the games at home and the game doesn't get blacked out, even though I live in Orlando, but only like one bar in town and it's not the bar I necessarily frequent gets it because it's an Irish soccer pub. So they open as early as 7 a.m. some days to show soccer. So the bars I actually go to for fun don't get it because they didn't think it was worth paying for apple tv which i don't blame them for yeah i don't think it's worth it either so it's like 
I mean, some people go to these bars to watch the Orlando games, but not to the point where, you know, you can't move inside the bar because everyone's there for Orlando soccer. So I don't, I don't blame them, but it's, it's still, it's still a bummer. But again, this will be interesting to see when the season does end because the first year of Apple TV having a monopoly on MLS games. I was about to say, they're the only one covering the games, right? There's like, there were like a handful at most, like New England, Philadelphia the other night that our very own Dom Costanzo was at. That was on FS1. Yeah, I, I saw that. So I also don't know. I, I thought Apple TV up until that moment had complete rights over all of it. Maybe it was a playoff thing. Yeah, but every playoff game has been on Apple TV. That was the only one I've seen. Oh, not. So uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. But yeah, no, you don't care. You could care less about soccer. But I mean, it's still interesting from a media standpoint how they made a a monopoly on that. Yeah, Dennis, I, I really don't have a. It is it is interesting though, and it's what you. It's in the same field of Peacock has had exclusive Notre Dame games this year because of NBC. They've had a couple of Big Ten games because the Big Ten is in their contract. So you wonder, few years, how do we look at this? Do they get more exclusive? Right. I mean, you've looked at Apple. They've gotten a. They get like Friday night baseball games. They've had. I think it was Peacock that had the Sunday game, or maybe it was Apple too. They had like a random eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock Sunday game. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's it's interesting too. I mean, my prediction is, I mean, if you're a listener of Matt and Dennis and you have cable, enjoy it while you can because I just I think regardless of what sport's your favorite or what team or school is your favorite, you're gonna have to pay for a streaming subscription at some point if you don't already to watch these games. It's one thing to say, like, you're bored, you're about to go to bed, and you want to be able to watch Montana basketball at 10, 11 o'clock at night on ESPN+. Plus. It's another thing when it's your favorite team, especially if you're like Dennis or myself, that does not live in the state where some of their favorite teams play, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to buy a streaming service, and these are the times that are changing. Same thing with how many people get in their car and turn on their FM radio as their number one source of music. Unless you're a boomer, not many people. Yeah, I I, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I had the radio on. Actually, probably around this time last year, because that's how I listen to Christmas music. I do have a Christmas playlist on my uh, Spotify, but every now and again, just throw on the station. What do they got, you know? I turn the radio on quite a bit, but it's not because I'm like, I need to hear the, the, the next... Whatever the next hit is going to be, I'm only going to find out from the local FM station. No, I don't. Do you don't that. want to hear the latest from Dua Lipa? No, I could care less about Dua Lipa. I don't know. She released a new song. I saw it on Instagram. She has one of my least favorite songs out right now. What's that? Sing it. Not for a couple years. It's like... Another baby. I want you, baby. I need you. The sunlight. The yeah, moon, the sunlight. That song is God. That song is that's a good tune. I'm yeah. almost positive that in the drunk state that we were at your wedding, they played that song and then we had hummed it like the rest of the night. Mainly that, uh, they played that song at the wedding. I think so. I don't, I don't recall that. Not the band, but like well, when the band would take a break oh. and they play music. That sounds special. All right. 
But yeah, 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 yeah. Enough time I wanted to spend talking about Dua Lipa. Groovy, it's catchy, and the kids like it. The kids are stupid. Whoa. How dare you talk about those kids in that light? I'm out of wine, Dennis. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, I don't have anything else either. So uh, we can just we can put a bow on it. <laughs> Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, I hope number one fan of the pod, one Nick Burns, enjoys this episode while he's splitting wood. He told us that's what he he's going to be doing uh, while he's listening. So hopefully he didn't lie. He's actually listening to it while he splits his wood. Hey, number one fan, Nick, Ver- Nick Burns, always use your PPE. AKA Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, shout out to Chris. Number one fan, Nick Burns, always use your PVE, your personal protective equipment, uh, when you chop your wood. Sounded a little dirty there for a second. If he can get like like his wood chopping like up and run like a like a big company, that could be our first sponsor. Something to think. I don't know. I would lean I would lean towards a member of the peanut gallery, one Mike Osa's maple syrup. Because he could sell that stuff. It's good. Hey, hey, we're we're open. I'll get you in touch with uh, social media manager Lauren and marketing. Sometimes I use it to uh style my hair. You know, mm-hmm. what do you think holds it up when I'm having a bad day? I'm gonna do it. Wedding crashers? No. Okay. Watch that like once. I watch that movie like once. All right, putting a bow on it. Thank you as always for tuning in. Follow us on social media. Matt Dennis Pod. Follow us. Dennis the Menace twenty one. M Scars three nine one. Like the podcast. Comment on it. Share it. I don't know. Do whatever you'd like to do. That's it. Just share it. Like it. Love it. Do whatever you like to do. (laughs) Do you, baby. Mateo, any potting words? As always, through thick and thin, go Big Blue. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. All right. That'll be my other butt cheek tattoo. Two butt cheek tattoos in one episode. You've had too much wine, sir. Just one glass. I will have some more, though. All right. Enjoy football this weekend. Go Big Blue, I guess. Or don't. Just keep losing. At this point, I don't want to win. Go Big Blue. Yeah. Matt. Adios. Adios.